0: Hello, I'm Michael Bockel and welcome to the Nairn County FC podcast. This is the third update in our monthly podcast series. We aim to keep you across everything that is happening with the club on and off the pitch. With the season finishing in April, we have a number of things to discuss. Helping me get through it all again is Director of Football, Graham McLeod. Graeme, how are you?
1: Not bad, Michael. Um been through a busy period obviously with the end of the season uh and now entering another busy period with a cold season, but uh wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Let's start on the football side then. In the end, we finished eighth this season, following a, a last five three win over Tariff United. A positive note to end the season on. And as things stand, Banks of D will be joining the league, um who I'm sure we'll we all expect to probably be in and around the top six or so. So a question for you, Graham: Realistically, how do we go about closing that gap that was there between us and the the top seven, eight sides, if you like, uh, in the league?
1: Yeah, it's a really difficult one. Um, You mentioned there are of D coming in who we expect to be strong. Um, Brecon City have come in and and are strong as well. So, I mean, we... um, Pre-Covid, we finished 7th in the table. Um, We knocked down 1 to 8th, but no one's overtaken us. Uh, Gwich'in's entry into the league coming in from League 2 has essentially knocked us down one place. Banks of D come in, uh, and as you say, they'll be looking to get in top six. And let's say they achieve that, then all of a sudden the performance that took us to 7th was now what's needed to get us to, say, ninth. So um, the league is get, going to get stronger. You then replicate that sort of scenario over a decade, and all of a sudden what once got you to seventh has you you know, struggling to make top 12. So it's something we're really conscious of, uh, something that we are looking uh, all the time to try and rectify uh, and to try and get up there um, in that top six. Our ambition is always to get um, improved league positions without going into specifics of um Internal targets, our improvement is our our objective. Sorry, is always um, to try and improve. I'm aware that it's a big gap um, at the moment from where we are in the table up to the the top seven. Uh, it was a bit strange, one wasn't it, for the end, the way the season ended. It was almost like no one wanted that eighth place. Uh, it was, you know, kind of musical chairs uh, in the last few uh, weeks and months of the season, with teams getting up to eighth and then falling away again. Uh, and even on the final day, we needed results to go our way to get there. I think we needed both Clark uh, and Wick to get beat, which happened, and for us to win. Uh, which got us there. That's not really what you want to be. It's not really a scenario you want to be in. You want your destiny to be in your own hands. Um, but we did our job um, on that final day with the win against Tariff, uh, and that got us into eighth. And I think if you look over the course of the season, it's probably one of, if not the highest place in, we've been in the table. I don't think we were much higher than eighth. I don't think we were in eighth for uh, very many weeks over the duration of the season. So. Yeah, it's it's mixed emotions a little bit. And look, looking back on it, um, at the start of the season, we of course would have wanted to be higher than eighth. We felt we had the squad to be higher than eighth. Uh, circumstances dictated otherwise. With um, you know, we've we've already touched on it in previous episodes, but the number of injury issues that we had, um, not being able to uh, get a consistent level of team selection. Uh, really impacted us. Um, looking at some of the results over the uh, over the course of the season, uh, in isolation, there's plenty of results that we feel uh, are fixtures that we should be faring better in um, than we actually did over the season. So there's loads of rooms for improvement um, in this in the in terms of the results, and we'll be striving for that going into next season. Uh, And then looking at teams above us and our results against the teams above us, uh, it's looking to be more competitive. I think um, we obviously beat Rothes at home Christmas time and drew away at Rothes as well. But other than that, I don't think we accumulated many, if any, points from the the teams above us. So uh, it's about trying to... um, Trying to do all we can to close that that gap. These are the you know these are the areas we've got to target, turning results that we feel we should be doing better into wins, and and trying to uh, take more points from the teams above us as well, uh, and see where it is. But um, yeah, we'll talk maybe talk about it more in future episodes, looking at the the season. But for me, momentum is key, um, and getting off to a good start to the new season.
0: We've already publicly confirmed a couple of players that are on their way um, out the club. Can you just give us an update on the players and who's definitely not here next season?
1: Yeah, so Tom McLennan, first of all, indicated to us during our contract discussions that he wouldn't be renewing his contract uh, and that he'd be moving on to Bucky Thistle. That's Tom's prerogative uh, and that's absolutely fine. And uh, we wish Tom well. Um, Tom's been a fantastic servant to Nairn County um, he's been with us a good number of seasons now, a top performer in the middle of the park, very talented player uh, and a top uh, individual top person as well great guy, going really well with Tom uh, so we wish him all the best Um, and yeah he's, I mean I think as much as Tom McLennan's been good for Nairn County I think Nairn County have been good for Tom McLennan as well uh, he came to us at a time where he'd come back off a a oh, serious injury, serious knee injury. He'd been released by Ross County. Um, he'd previously been at uh, on loan at Rothis and from Ross County, and that didn't really work out for him. And then he uh, he went to Clark briefly after getting released, and he couldn't get a game there. So we really took a chance uh, when we took Tom in. It was a gamble on our part, uh, and it's a chance that that paid off and both parties have benefited that. We've benefited, obviously, from Tom's performances, and he's been able to benefit from the platform we've given him. Uh, we obviously wish him very well uh, at his new club. Bucky, obviously, competitor in our league. Um, I can't say that if I was in his shoes, it would be the same decision that I would make. But then again, if Real Madrid came in for me and I was an Aaron County player, then I would probably struggle to leave as well, because I'm biased. So, um, so yeah, we wish, um, we wish Tom all the best uh, there as well. Um, so... There's a maybe a running theme through this, but Ryan Fife uh, is another player who was on loan with us who um, has gone back to Cali Thistle. Uh, we got word that he wouldn't be offered a new contract at Cali Thistle. We had a brief discussion with Ryan, but again, um, like Tom, he's been moving to, to Bucky Thistle as well following his release from Inverness. I see they've announced that as well. Uh, and finally, Cohen Ramsey uh, as well, another player who is out of contract with us, maybe not so cut and dried um, as as the others. I mean, Bucky, I see they've announced it already, but um, given Cohen's uh, age, uh, Bucky, you're due his compensation for the development fee. We obviously, again, another player who's been with us, Cohen was with us five years, uh, came to us as a 16-year-old. Uh, and then another one, we just took a chance on him, gave him a platform to perform. Um, a guy that had been let go by Ross County, didn't make it with the reserves. I don't think, you know, he's only 16, so I don't think he even very played very much in their under-18s. And um, we've given them these, given him a chance. Um, and as I say, he's now moved on to, or going to be moving on to Bucky once they come to us with um, a suitable compensation offer.
0: And I suppose on the flip side of that, We'll be looking to replace um, some of these players, and you know, recruitment wise, it's still early when I mean, uh, on uh, in the in the close season. But any progress so far, and any insight you can give us into our process for identifying players?
1: Yeah, so nothing really to report at the moment. Um, it's just a, a difficult period. Obviously, we still got we still we're still okay on numbers wise. Um, so with the um, Even with those three players departing and uh, others who um, contracts have expired and we've yet to um, get to the stage of renewing, we've still got 19 players signed up for next season uh, in terms of a first-team squad. So we're okay uh, numbers-wise at this stage of the summer. Uh, In terms of the recruitment process, uh, it's a case of, for us, identifying the the areas of the team we want to improve or the manager wants to improve uh, and then drawn up a short list of players that we think might be of interest to us. Um, a lot of um, networking goes into finding out who might be available uh, or, or who might be interested. Uh, particularly if it's players coming out of Cali or Ross County, finding out when those if those players have been released and and trying to get contact with those types of players um, to have that discussion. Um, if some if a club is uh, willing to let a player go, obviously we need to. Um, have a discussion with that for the fellow high league cup, for example. Uh, Scouting around uh, amateur football as well. Uh, I know Ronnie's he's done that before. We picked up Fraser Dingwall um, as an example many a few years ago now, just by going down to uh, the amateur league football and and having a look at what what was on show there. So there's different um, different pools you can fish in. Uh, in terms of identifying players, but it is very competitive. You have um, obviously ourselves, Clark, Forrest, Straspe in this in this sort of direct um, geo, or you know, within that 20-mile radius of where we are. Further afield, obviously, you've got Brorau bringing in players from Inverness, Rothis, who have a lot of players from Inverness, and obviously as, as mentioned, Bucky, who have a lot of players from, from the Inverness area as well. So you're competing against a lot of clubs, a lot of clubs with uh, financial clout that maybe you can't match, but um, the key is, from our point of view, is to emphasise the benefits to these players of coming to us and trying to sell them the ambition that we all share for Nairn County.
0: Great stuff. And, you know, just again, just touching on at the end of the season there, we had our Player of the Year awards um, following the tariff game. For anyone that might have missed who won, do you want to remind us all um, who, who won on that day? Yeah, of
1: course. The top scorer prize went to Conor Gethins, uh, who finished the season with 16 goals. In all competitions, the young player of the year went to Ryan Fife, um, who I think played every single game from when he came in on one uh, from Cali at the end of August, started every fixture he was with us, so it shows you a well-deserved prize there. Uh, the supporters player of the year went to Dylan McLean, uh, the goalkeeper. Second time Dylan's won that prize in his time with us. Uh, So, obviously, a popular player with the supporters. And the Players' Player of the Year went to Conor Gethins, which I think his players see as this kind of the most illustrious one to win, isn't it? Because it's voted by their peers. So, uh, Conor walked away with the the Players' Player of the Year prize as well.
0: Congratulations to all those players. There's a big summer ahead uh, for the club. We anticipate fixtures for next season to be announced early June ish. Um, we're working on some pre-season friendlies as well. So once we have these confirmed, we'll begin announcing them. Moving on to the youth uh, side. And um, so, as we know, the reserves are currently in their closed season, as are our under 18s. But our under 15s are currently in action. Graeme, can you give us a, an update on the 15s and our youth pathway as a whole?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the under-15s have started uh, the Inverness Street League. Uh, They have uh, three fixtures so far under their belts. Uh, Generally, they play on Wednesdays um, through the Milton pitches in Inverness. At the moment, the pick-off times are 6.45. Um, I got to the the first match... um, against one of the Ballon teams uh, unfortunately I then I had COVID so I missed, uh, I missed the last two games but um, but yeah it's been it's been going really well, the guys um, have taken to it really well, They're a few nerves on the opening night I think from speaking to the coaches um, but the guys seem to be really enjoying it and I think one of the things for me and Michael uh, been through there it's just a, like when you watch the game it's just the pure enthusiasm um, that the, the guys have the young players have for football be it you know the our team are or the opponents it's just really refreshing to when you see that um these guys these teenagers um under as I say under 15 age so fifth, you know 12 13 14 15 year olds just there running about um putting all the effort in and just really enjoying the football the smiles on the faces um, the cheers and the celebrations when they score goals all that kind of stuff it just really um it really just is, is great to see um, and I think the players are um, adapting to it really well um, It's a new team, as we said before, just being pulled together So a lot of these guys have never really played 11-a-side, fully-fledged 11-a-side football before So it's a big, huge um, learning curve for them It's something new that they need to adapt to And they've done that really well The coaches have worked really hard with them uh, over the winter months, and um, it's it's coming together. Uh, and as I say, it's it's great to see um, from our point of view. Um, these I've have so many um, kids running about, and to have a, a Nairn team through there in the the yellow and black on show in the Inverness Street League, which is quite a uh, you know a well known league locally. So to have the yellow and black um, through there and have them flying the flag for Nairn uh, is a great thing. And uh, we wish the the guys and the coaches every success and as i say i'll be trying to get through as much as i can to um, to see the team in action
0: yeah hats off to to the coaches and the players and the parents um, and it, everybody's made the, the under 15s what it is so far it's been been a lot of work put in um, and it's good to, to get now playing um football in the street league as always there's quite a few other things um happening off the pitch to update you on so we'll begin at station park It is another super busy summer at Station Park. Um, The pitch is currently in the process of being spiked. I think um, there's about 30 tonnes of sand um, being brushed into the pitch. This is probably the last year for a few years that we expect to have to do such intensive work um, to the pitch. But as everybody knows, we pride ourselves in uh, having the best pitch in the Highland League. So um, it's testament to the work that Derek Steele and others do in in making the pitch what it is. Um, We've got other things happening around the park as well, just to make you aware of. Um, Of course, there's the ongoing cutting and strimming of the surrounding areas and and just maintaining the ground in general. Um, There's a a bit of work being done to repair the the damage to the touchlines. Where the assistant referees run up and down. Um, in fact, I think there's quite a bit of work required there, but uh, it's much needed. Um, Derek and others are revamping the tea hut, um, so just putting in some some new equipment and, and rejigging a few things in there. New flooring, um, and we're also looking to create a, a players and family area um, for for match days. There's also the continued development of an extended hospitality area, really replacing where the secretary's office used to be. We had a stag do on the last day of the season who were in that for the first time. So there's a few things we're going to be doing and just improving the whole hospitality section as a whole. And amongst it, all the other things that are going on, And there's the general repairing and painting advertising boards for the new season. Um, Of course, if you fancy a board to promote your business, I'll I'll put the plug in now. Please get in touch. Um, And and just on that general theme of, you know, upgrades and and maintenance of of the park, we have a handful of people um, that come up to the ground and help. But Derek and the team are are always on the lookout for, for more people to lend a hand. So please do get in touch if you fancy a bit of outdoor volunteering, or, or just make your way up to Station Park. Generally on a Monday and Friday, the doors are, are definitely open. Um, with, with people there. So um, as as happened, we've got one or two guys that have um just came up to the park and, and stuck their head in and had a chat to Derek and and have been and doing a a, a fantastic job. I'm very grateful for for the sort of regular um, days at the Station Park that they do and. As I said, we can't get enough people to to do that sort of work. And we are so uh, appreciative of of everybody that does does help out. By the time you listen to this, you will have seen that we have launched what is now our annual fan survey. Um, The more responses we get, the the better decisions we can make at the club. Um, You might be a casual fan, someone knows a little bit about the club or someone that goes to every game. Basically, we want all your opinions. Um, so if you can find five minutes to, to do the survey, that would be uh, very much appreciated. Um, by completing the survey, you also have a chance to win two season tickets as, as part of the prize draw. So um, hopefully an incentive for, for one or two hours to do it there. Last thing for me is just a, a well done to Conor Geffins and, and Andrew Gregg on completing um, the Highland Etap in aid of um, Mikey's line. They raised over £1,100, um, which is fantastic. And, and I think they both posted some some decent times there. So so well done to them. Um, Graham. anything else from your end before we, we look to finish up?
1: Yeah, probably would be remiss of us not to mention the, um, the recent movement. Within the committee, with regards to the chairman's position, Michael, um, obviously with, um, I think it was shortly after the last episode we recorded that um, Donald made the announcement that he would be standing down as a chairman uh, and the committee then took a decision to offer him the position of honorary president uh, within the club as a reward for uh, all the sterling work that he's done over the years. Donald came in um, initially just as a helper um, and did some admin work and eventually moved into doing match day secretary and club secretary roles and then when we were um, left with very few committee and directors it was Donald who um, put his head above the parapet and um, threw his name, in the ha- uh, name into the ring Sorry for uh, the chairman's position um, in 2016 so it's a, a post that he's been um, carried out for the last six years um, and I think uh, you and i know michael the effort that goes into um that sort of role and the that a bit a lot of it is unseen um as a chairman there's there's a huge responsibility um you know as much as we all everyone on the committee puts in uh, the hard work there is the back's got to stop with someone, and someone's got to be that public face, and someone's got to be an answerable um, uh, and on the hook for a lot of the decisions and uh, that are made at the club. And invariably, that's the chairman. He's the one that, um, if people have a, an issue, that they seem to approach um, about that. So, uh, a very um, you know hard role to fill, but one that Donald's um, certainly done. Um, with a plum over the last sort of six years that he's been in post so um so it's, it's good that that donald's um still going to be involved with the football club going forward but um obviously I'd like to thank him uh, personally for the support I've received in my role since um in the time I've been working with him or working under him as the the chairman
0: yeah it's been a fantastic shift by by donald um and yeah, yeah as you said he's, he's going to be still actively involved in the club um and still sit on the committee um but just in a slightly different role now so um good news is he's not going too far and um, can lean on him for his um experience in and around the club that's it for for us uh, for this update um we've got a few other things that are actually happening over the summer um, that we couldn't really speak about on this um, this update. So once we confirm all the details of, of them, um, we'll be sharing with you all. Um, as usual, we'll probably announce some of these on, on social media as they come, but we'll definitely talk about them um, on the podcast next time around. There's plenty to be excited about. Um, as always, don't hesitate to reach out to the club via social media or email us Um at uh, info at nearingcountefc.co.uk if we can help you with anything or or you would like to help us in any way. Of course, just do um, you see any of the committee around town or um or on social media, again, don't hesitate to, to get in touch. We're happy to, to have a chat and uh, we'll be back once again next month with an update on what's been happening at the club.